Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Modern Maverick Podcast for today, Tuesday, May 26, 2015, episode 36 of TMMP. Welcome. It's been a couple of weeks since I last recorded an episode. Episode 35 came to you a few week, couple of weeks ago. Was it last, not last week, the week before? Uh, it's getting hard for me. Uh, to do uh, these episodes on the weekly, uh, I have so many things on the go, so many things to do. Uh, I tend to keep myself occupied. My brain is nonstop. I can't shut it down. If I don't keep it occupied, if I don't keep it on the go, all go, go, go all the time. Well, I tend to go crazy and I, I tend to uh, uh, just not, not only go crazy, but I tend to drive uh, other people around me crazy. And that's uh, that's the bigger issue. But uh, yeah, I, last week I tried hard to get an episode in. I couldn't get an episode in. And uh, today I uh, said, you know what, fuck it. I'm, uh, I need to record an episode. It's also uh, getting uh, extre- hotter and hotter here in Montreal. And the summer's coming. Uh, the extreme humidity here in the city of Montreal, we deal with it during those, uh, these summer days. And um, uh, as some of you might know, I have my studio, a uh, small studio in my office at, at home. And uh, I have to close the door and everything when I'm recording my podcasts and close the windows. I can't have the any AC on or any fans or anything because of the noise it makes uh, for the microphone. So I'm just sitting in here for the most part when it's really hot outside like today high humidity, uh, I just the fact of sitting down here in front of the microphone, I'm just sweat beads are coming down my forehead and I have to wipe it off every, uh, every couple of minutes. But uh, pushing forward, I have to sit down, I have to uh, put out these podcasts for you listeners out there that take the time to hit that download button and download the Modern Maverick Podcast. Um, if you're a first-time listener of the Modern Maverick Podcast, um, you can always check out for more info where to download and hit that download button. You can check out www.modernmaverick.net. That's www.modernmaverick.net. Or you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Modern Maverick. You can find me, your host, on Twitter at Steph Polain. That's at S-T-E-P-H-P-A-U-L-I-N. I'm also on that. On Instagram under the same name at Steph Polin. So go ahead, give me a follow on Twitter, give me a follow on Instagram, go like that our page on Facebook, and check out our website uh, if you have a minute. Um, if you're on SoundCloud, you can um, subscribe to the Modern Maverick Podcast. Same thing about iTunes. Uh, a few weeks ago, I uh, sent out a message on Facebook to all the 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 fans of the page, but also all the, the, the people out there that, that don't necessarily know um, how podcasting works and how they can access it. And for the most part, we all know that the majority of people have iPhones out there, so it's quite simple. If you have an iPhone, you go on your app store and you download the app that's called Podcast. It's the purple app with the white symbol in it. You download that app and all it gives you access to is to be able to search through all the libraries of all the podcasts that ever existed or that still exists on, on iTunes that are subscribed on iTunes. What you can go ahead and you can do a search for name or, or categories and uh, things of the sort and you can go ahead and find your favorite podcast like the Modern Maverick Podcast and you're able to subscribe. So every time there's a new episode, you get a notification and it downloads the episode. Now, it doesn't automatically download it. You can set it. You can change the settings where it only, so you're not, you're not at loss for data like a lot of us are. You know, we, we try to not go over our data so we're not ding with a $200 bill. You can go in your setting of that app and you can set it so it only downloads when you're hooked up to Wi-Fi. That's how I have it. And that's how I do it at home. I subscribe to about six or seven different podcasts that I listen on a weekly basis. And I have all my favorite podcasts. And every time there's a new episode, I just see that little round circle with the number one, two, or three in it. And then I just click on it. And if in the Wi-Fi area, it automatically starts downloading all my favorite podcasts. 
So if you're an I, if you're an iPhone user, if you have an iPad at home, if you have a MacBook, whatever the f- the case may be, if you're an Apple user, go ahead and download that app. It's called Podcast. P A O D C A S T. Podcast. It's a simple app that will save you a lot of trouble, and you could subscribe to your favorite podcast. And if you're like I said, you can search by category. You can search by a lot of different things. It makes your life a lot easier. And if you're a fan of podcasting like me, that app is a lifesaver. It's, you know, like I said, uh, on a daily basis, I at least listen to a, a podcast a day of, of, of my favorite podcast. And uh, go ahead and do that. And same thing if you're an Android user. And if you're an Android user, you don't have access to the podcast app, but you do have access to the SoundCloud SoundCloud app which we are also on. Um, SoundCloud is orange and white. If you're an Android user, if you're a Samsung user, Galaxy, go ahead and download the SoundCloud app and it's the same thing. You go ahead, you do a search for the Modern Maverick Podcast and you hit that like or subscribe button, I believe, in SoundCloud. It's about the same thing. I'm not sure about the notification, how it works. I don't really... um, I go along with it, but just by tapping on the app, if you have it, you'll see all the new episodes. And if you follow us on Facebook, you'll know when there's a new episode that's coming out because I send them out. I announce them. Same thing on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. So go ahead. Give us a like on Facebook. Uh, give us, give me a follow on Twitter and on the Instagram. So, uh, yeah, it's Tuesday, May 26. I, uh, I didn't really have anything planned and I don't really have anything to talk about. But I felt like I needed to do a podcast. Sometimes I just feel like I have to sit in front of the microphone and uh, just, uh, you know, just shoot the shit by myself. Unfortunately, I have no guests. I have no co-host anymore. And it's uh, it's getting, it's not easy uh, to talk by yourself. I have to find some stuff to talk about. Uh, I have to keep myself interesting for you listeners out there. And uh, yeah. Uh, and for the, if you've been listening to the podcast the past uh, couple episodes, you know that uh, I've embarked on a, a pretty gnarly, pretty awesome uh, adventure at the age of 34. I've decided that I want to become a professional wrestler. That's right. You heard it. Professional wrestler. The WWE style professional wrestling. And uh, I joined a school here called the Torture Chamber Professional Wrestling Dojo where um, the teacher, professional wrestler, Drew Onyx, uh, teaches. And I've been there for um, about six weeks now. And uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, my teacher uh, is very satisfied and sees a lot of potential in me. And uh, so I'm working hard. I'm there four to five times a week, learning the, learning the ropes, as they say, taking my bumps, we do a lot of technical stuff like chain wrestling and uh, transitions, uh, a few spots, but you know it's early in my uh, in my learning. So I'm trying to learn the basics and and be f- be fundamentally sound at those basics, that chain wrestling, those small impacts. So it looks legit when I'm in there, and uh, it's 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 a bit easier for me. Certain things are easier because I do have that that MMA background. I've been doing martial arts for the better part of the last 10 years and uh, the transition seems to be good I have to lay out you know I'm used to uh, going hard in the gym and so I have to learn to not to be so stiff as they, they say it in the in, in the professional wrestling world that's uh, when you're stiff in pro wrestling it means uh, you're hit too hard or you're you know you you do your moves with a bit too much force or emphasis wrestling is all about making it look real but you work as soft as possible and uh, uh, sometimes when I'm doing a certain move or something I ended up striking or something it's a bit hard I have to learn to bring it down make it look like it's hard but that's a that's the the hardest thing right now for me but uh, I'm getting there uh, I'm enjoying it it, it, it like uh it's something I've always been passionate about as a as a fan, as a as a someone on the outside looking in, as watching on TV. I've been following since I've been seven years old. I've been a fan for most of my life, and to go in there and and do it now, it's a whole different business. You learn about the ring psychology and the psychology side of the professional wrestling. 
when to do a move, why to do a move, why you're doing it, do you understand why you're doing it and what is next, how a match is built. It's always built the same way. You have certain sections. You have a good guy and a bad guy, the baby face and the heel, and then you go in and so like that. For people that don't really follow wrestling, these this, this might sound a bit boorish to you, and I apologize. Uh, I'm just mentioning that... Uh, just giving an update basically uh, uh, on what my my life has been for the past six weeks. <clears throat> so um, I've been uh, invested a lot in the professional wrestling. Once you get in there, you you have to start working your character. Are you going to be a good guy? Are you going to be a bad guy? And uh, you got to try to work both at first because sometimes you're going to work a show, you're going to be a heel, you're going to be the bad guy. And sometimes you're going to be the baby face, you're going to be the good guy. So you have to work on your facial expressions and how you're selling and how you're applying your move. A heel, a bad guy doesn't necessarily apply his moves the same way a good guy will. He's going to show more or less emphasis on the move, facial expressions, verbal expressions as well. So I'm learning all that stuff. It's great experience. I can't say anything. Uh, I've, I've met through those past six weeks uh, the, the other students that I'm cu currently uh, training with. Uh, some of, are already professional wrestlers. Some are already in the ring performing. Some are not. There some uh, <clears throat> are still working towards that goal, that dream. I can't say nothing but good things about my teacher, Drew Onyx. He's a, 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 a professional and he's so knowledgeable when it comes to professional wrestling. And, and not just professional wrestling, but the, 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 he, the, the things he teaches us, it, it can be applied in, in, in everyday life. He's, he's a really good guy and uh, I'm really glad to be part of the Torture uh, Chamber family right now. And... Um, it's nice, man. You, you know, you go through life sometimes. You meet people that change your life. And, and for me, uh, about four or five years ago, it was the Sherbatov brothers. I met them. I went to their gym. I uh, I became part of their uh, of the Sherbatov family, and they took my uh, martial arts game, my fighting game, to the next level, to the level where I I I knew I could bring it. And um, although I didn't compete much under them, every competition that I did compete under them. I ended up a win on the winning side and, and the, the mental aspect, which was lacking in my uh, martial art days, my competition days prior to meeting them was a thing that I was always, I was always lacking the mental toughness and being tough. I could be the best guy in the gym, but when it came down competing, I had already beat myself before I even got in the cage, the ring or the, on the mat. I was lacking that confidence and then when I met the Sherbatov brother, Yanni and Boris, I mean, it was a, a life changer for me, not just for my amateur uh, or competing career in martial arts, but also as a human being, as a, uh, uh, you know, as a, <clears throat> as anything I was doing in life. And it was great to be around these people and to surround myself with, with them and their knowledge and, and, and take everything in like a sponge when they taught taught it to you taught it they taught it to me <clears throat> so it was it was great it was great meeting these these people and like everything in life i uh you go through phases of stuff you know and and it came a point in my uh, martial arts career if you can call it that even though i've never competed professionally came a point where I had to say, and you know, if I'm not going to make money out of this, do I want to keep putting my body through these aches and pains? And, and, and the biggest part of me was if you, if you've listened to past podcasts, I know I've maybe mentioned this at nauseum, but it was the, uh, the head trauma that was a big deal with me. And I didn't want to, I didn't want it to affect my life in the future I, I wanted to be able to be a great father, a great um, partner for my girlfriend. And I, and, and I didn't want it to be, uh, affect my life in the later stage of my life. And uh, I had to make a decision. If I'm not going to make money out of this considerable amount of money where it's, I have to to say to myself, well, it's, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm putting myself in trouble, but... Uh, at least I'm making some money out of it. 
I had to tell myself, I had to, to, I had to stop myself and go, if I'm not going to be doing that, is it worth just putting my body through all that just for the love and the passion of the art? And, um, I, I decided against it and, uh, It, it was hard for me. It was hard to just say one from one day to the next, just go, I've been doing this for 10 years. I can still keep going to the gym. I still wanted to, to keep, maybe I'll do just jujitsu instead of, uh, you know, I'll get better. I'll go through my grades. Now I'll, I'll buy a gi and I'll get my, my blue belt, my purple belt, and I'll make it all my way up to the black belt. I can do that. The, the chances of concussion and head trauma when doing jujitsu is tremendously less than than kickboxing and Muay Thai like I was doing a lot of and MMA when you put everything together. Once again, not that I wasn't enjoying that, it, it was always a rush for me. You know, I, I uh, it was always something that I, I, I one of my bigger accomplishments, one of my, overcoming that fear of getting in the cage and getting in the ring, proving to myself most importantly that I was able to not be a pushover anymore. And when I, you know, As a kid, I was always that that shy type, that that guy that bullies seemed to. I, I was more of a pushover, you know, and when we didn't really want to defend myself, I was always scared when I was put in conflict, and I would always shy away from the conflict and never really um, defending myself when it came to these types of situations. So later on in life, when I decided to start doing martial arts. And, It was a great accomplishment when I was able to to overcome those fears and not to be a pushover. I like to think of myself as a late bloomer in life. I would love to have been that type of person earlier in life, you know, maybe my teens and late teens, but it just wasn't the case. And uh, I believe now that it, I was, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, I wasn't meant to be that person back then. I'm meant to be the person I am now today, and I wasn't meant to be that person five or ten years ago. There's a, there's a reason why there's an evolu evolution to who I am and the person I am today. And there's a reason why I was giving challenges. That's how I believe life is. You're only presented with challenges if you're able to and, and equipped to deal with them. And when you're not, then you, you're not ready to face those challenges. You're not ready to move on and uh, evolve to the next stage of your life. Anyway... Make a long story short, when I came up uh, a few months ago and said, you know, dealing with my third concussion last year in, uh, in a short period of time, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't see myself doing this anymore because I just was so afraid and it was affecting my performance when I was getting in the ring, ring training and stuff. I was hesitant because of the fear of the, the head trauma and the concussions. Uh, so I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to transition jujitsu and stuff like that. And then one day I just, what thing hit me and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. How about this pro wrestling thing? Uh, I was getting more and more in pro wrestling. I know I've, I've said this story before and I'm just repeating myself. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there's a point at the end of my story. Anyway, I decided to uh, do a bit of research. I found the torture chamber here in Montreal. And uh, it's one of those things, you know, um, I, I emailed Drew for information and he gave me all the information I needed and all I needed to do was just take that next step and show up and start training, but I just wasn't ready. There was something I was hesitant. I just Was I re ready to make that sacrifice because I knew it was going to take a lot of time and effort. And it's kind of craziness to embark in that, you know, and do all those sacrifices when you're 34 years old, some would think. For me, if you know me very well, Age doesn't really make a difference, you know. In my head, I'm I'm a certain type. I'm never, you know, 34. My physical body might be 34, but mentally, I'm. It's not really an age. It's just uh, like I said. It's an it's an evolution, and I'm at a point in my life where I I think I'm ready and mature enough to uh, embark in this adventure, and so that I am able to um <clears throat> um get to that goal where I'm able to um, accomplish the goal. You know, I think that if I would have embarked on an adventure when I was in 21, 22, like a lot of people, they're younger, they get in there. I don't think myself, I'm not saying that if you're 20, 21, you're not ready. Everybody's different. But for me, I know that if I had embarked, 
and, and try to become a professional wrestler when I was 21, 22, it just wouldn't have worked out. I wasn't mature enough to put forward the effort and do the sacrifices and put in the hard work that was needed. I was just not mature enough. I didn't believe. I thought everything was owed to me. I didn't believe in hard work. I thought that I could get everything without the hard work. And I believed that for the longest part of my life. But now through martial arts, through discipline, through people that I've met, through people that have installed certain beliefs and certain uh, things in me, I'm at a point in my life, like I said, physically my body is 34. But when it comes to the mental part of me, I'm just at a point in my life where I am ready to attack these goals, to attack these dreams and make them happen. I have all the tools I need to make these things happen. There's less obstacles. I put less barriers and obstacles in my way personally. As thus, it makes it easier for me to accomplish those goals. So for the most part, when I tell them, I say, hey, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, what are you doing now? Uh, yeah, I don't see you at the gym anymore. Uh, or, hey, what are you doing? Are you still training? And I say, you know what? I, I started doing this professional wrestling gimmick. <laughs> and uh, they say professional wrestling, like WWF style, or because a lot of people still call it WWF. WWE, like like Hulk Hogan type thing? Uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I joined the school and uh, I'm learning the ropes and I'm uh, going through the process of becoming a professional wrestler. And a lot of people, their first instinct is like, oh my God. But, you know, you got two kids. And, 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 what, and, and what about, and then it, like I said, a lot of people, they go, well, you're not a spring chicken anymore. I'm not considering myself old. Again, 34 it's young, in my opinion, but people have this this predetermined uh, uh, this predetermination that age should affect what you do next in life. And it, like I said, there's people that are fifty that are still not mature enough to do anything. They still don't have the tools. They still don't have the the, the proper uh, learning. They haven't been taught the proper things in order to accomplish certain things. So they just kind of coast in life. And if there's one thing I didn't want to do, uh, I realized uh, quick enough is that I didn't want to be that guy that just coasts in life and just goes, I'm just going to go with the flow, you know, and just do this and that. I had big dreams. I had big goals. I wanted to accomplish certain things. And I've accomplished a lot of things that I, I, I wanted to accomplish, you know. Uh, and And it could be small things. It could be big things. It could be simple things. But if you have goals, if you have dreams, you you have to number one write them down. You have to do certain things, and you have to you have to uh, apply yourself towards um, accomplishing those goals, accomplishing those dreams. And I believe that it doesn't matter what age you are. If you're 18, 25, 33, 34, like me. If you're 46, if you're 57, it doesn't matter what age you're at. If you don't have the proper tools, if you haven't gone through life. Uh, through the proper evolution of yourself, sometimes you can be 57 and you're still not equipped to go through and accomplish those things. You don't know how to face adversity. You don't know how to stop and reflect on what you've learned and what you've done so that you can keep moving forward after. There's step. There's certain things that people just don't teach you. You have to go out there and you have to figure them out yourself. And there's people that, just don't have it in him and them. And I was that person. And at a certain point in my life, I didn't want to be that person anymore. I wanted to figure out what I needed to become mature, to become strong, to mentally be able to set goals and follow through. And for me, it was the follow through. I would start something and then it would just, I would quit. Not necessarily because I, I, I hit a wall or I had an obstacle. I just either got bored and I just didn't, mentally I had this voice in my head that would say, why are you doing this? And then I would list 10 different reasons why I was going to fail. And then I would just stop myself. I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the things that, that would click and go put me in second gear and third gear and go fuck those things and just keep going forward anyway. Figure out a way around those things or figure out a way how to knock those obstacles down. And that's why I believe that at the age of physical age of 34 through all the 10 11 years of martial arts discipline that i've learned 
through the different teachers I've had, I'm mentally ready in a way to to be able to knock down those barriers that I used to put around myself because I still put those barriers up in my head. There's always that doubt that creeps in. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you do. There's always that voice, that voice of doubt that comes in the back of your head. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? Okay, okay. So you want to go into business. Okay, so here's the point. So, you know, this is a perfect example. You want to go into business. This is your business plan. This is in your head. Okay, this is the product you want to sell. Go ahead, do your product. Bam, 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 bang. You build your product. It's easy. Figure it out. You have the internet. You can do fucking anything with the internet. You want to learn how to do something? Go on YouTube. Watch a bunch of videos. And I guarantee you, for the most part, you can teach yourself how to do anything you want. For the most part. I mean, you can't teach yourself how to do open heart surgery. Don't get it twisted. Don't go out there trying to be a doctor by YouTube. There's no such thing as YouTube University. But in a certain way, there is certain things that I have taught myself how to do. You know, perfect example. I've never taken a class about Photoshop, but I downloaded the program and I started going on YouTube and I watched a bunch of videos on how to do certain things. And I ended up now I use Photoshop on the regular and I'm able to do basic things come more complicated things it gets tougher but if i need to do certain things that are more hard i go on youtube and i watch videos and and i read up on the internet so but beside the point i lost my track of thoughts here anyway what i was trying to say is that um no matter who you are you're always going to have that doubt no matter what you try to accomplish that doubt should never stop you. And then for a lot of people, it doesn't stop them. It motivates them. It fuels them and blah, blah, blah. This might sound like hippish bullshit, whatever the case may be, but we all go through those phases in life. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's becoming a parent. When I remember when my son, uh, when my girlfriend was pregnant with our firstborn, many days I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to be able to be a parent. It's going to be the hardest thing in life. Uh, what am I going to do with this and that? And the doubt would creep in. But I was ready to deal with those doubts. I was ready to stop myself. I was ready to follow through and pull through. And lo and behold, six years later, my son's still alive. He's doing great. We all have issues, obviously, as a parent, as a kid, doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, I love my son. I love my family. And I was able to become a dad, to become a parent. And uh, I might not be doing the best job, but I am doing the job. And I'm doing it to the best of my capabilities and to my best of my knowledge. But it's like everything in life. There's certain things that come up and you, for the most part, you're your worst enemy, like everybody. So... You have to be able to, to learn to deal with those doubts, to learn to deal with that little voice in your head. And sometimes you're just not ready. You have to go, you have to go through phases in your life. You have to go through hardship and, and certain things that make you tougher, that make you harder. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but there are certain things in life that you just need to do and in order to move on and evolve in the next step, in the next stage of your life. That's how I see it. Now, so for some people, it might be totally different. But for me, that's how I see things. And, and so when someone tells me or when I see somebody limiting themselves because of their age, especially, it's a big thing for me. Age is a big thing because I see so many people that just go, oh, I can't start. I can't do that. I, I'm, I'm 36 years old. I'm, I'm 40. I can't just all of a sudden go and I'm too old for that stuff. My hip hurts. My knees are shot. My back, a bad back. I can't go. I can't do that. Like I said, in my, for the most part, it probably means that you're mentally not ready to face those things. But man, you have to work towards bettering yourself. I mean, that's all life is. If you just go through life and you don't really learn anything and you don't really better yourself, then you don't really become who you're supposed to be. And, and, and once again, it's as I'm listening to myself, it sounds like just like this motivational bullshit. I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker over here. I'm just talking of it out of experience and how I've been able to 
to stop those barriers. So when I tell people what I'm doing now, they go, Jesus, I currently train with a bunch of 20-year-olds, 20, 21, 24, 25-year-olds. I'm 34-year-olds. There's guys that I train with that are 18, 17-year-olds, still in school, still in college. They don't have the same mileage that I have. They don't have the same mindset that I have. I try to put myself in their place. When I was 19, 20, 21, what did I used to do? I used to go out four or five times a week. I used to get drunk a lot. I used to do a lot of things that I don't I don't do anymore because number one, my body doesn't let me. And if I did go out three or four times a week and start drinking four or five times a week, I would probably die. But that's a different story. So I try to put myself in perspective. But the other way around, you can't. I can put myself in their shoes because I've been there. So when I talk to somebody, I can um, understand where they're at. I can understand how they how they are more easily than they can understand where I'm coming from because they haven't been where I'm at yet. They they're they they're twi- if you talk to a 20-year-old, he's never been 34. He's not there yet. He hasn't lived those 14 years of his life. 14 years of living is a lot. You go through a lot of shit. So a 34-year-old physical man like me has gone through a lot more than someone that's only been alive for 20 years. For the most part, I've been through more. I'm not saying there might be the exception where a 20-year-old has gone through a shitload more stuff because he's had a hard life or just an extraordinary life, whatever the case may be. But I think it affects you in different ways, and I think mentally it puts you in a place where you might be more capable of dealing with certain issues. When you're 20 and you come with, you, you can, there's a lot of more uh, outlets to let your shit out. And when you're faced with an obstacle or something you don't want to deal with, going out and partying with your friends makes it forget, you know, you can forget about all that bullshit. When you're 34 years old, you got to leave, you got to deal with that shit as fast as possible. You can't delay it because you know what? I still got kids to raise. I still got a job to go to for the most part for some of us, not me, but I still got a job to do. I still got to put some money on the table so I have a roof over my head and I got food on the table. I still have to provide for my family. I have different sets of circumstances compared to the 20-year-old. Like I said, it doesn't mean that the, the, the things that we've gone through are the same or less, but chances are they are. I've been through more. I've been through more heartbreaks. I've been through losses more and how I deal with them. So once again, I get back to the point of physically my body's 34, but mentally there's no age. I'm just at a point where I'm able to now, I'm able to follow through with these dreams and those goals at this age all at once sometimes because I have so many sometimes and I I sometimes come up with new ones on the weekly basis just because that's who I am. I don't, I try not to limit myself and sometimes I start something and I don't finish it basically because either I don't have time and I try to do too many things at once, but that's one of the issues I'm dealing with. That's one of the deal, the issues that I try to work on. Sometimes there's too many things I like and it's hard to put everything on the table, especially when you have, I'm not using this as an excuse, but when you have two kids, it doesn't matter how much many you have. If you have kids, you have a family, you have responsibilities. You have to deal with those things first, then everything comes after. When you have kids, that comes first. You might not want it to, but it has to. But for the most part, you do want it to. There's nothing I tri- cherish more than the, my family, my especially my kids. I want them to be all right. I want them to have food on the table. I want them to have a roof on their head. I want them to live a happy life, a happy childhood like I had. I was extremely lucky when I grew up. I had grandparents. I had a mom. I, I had an 
I didn't have the normal childhood, but I didn't have a bad childhood. And I was given a lot. I didn't grow up rich, but I didn't grow up poor. And I was given a lot from my grandparents and my mom and my other family members around. And I want my kids to have the same thing. So push come to shove, that's always going to come first. And I am, and me and my goals and my dreams are always going to come second, even though sometimes both are closely inter, interjected. They're close, they come close behind where sometimes I have to sacrifice a bit of family time in order to accomplish the goals. But I'm able to deal with that shit because of the, the road I've been down. And simply going down that road blindly doesn't mean that you'll, you'll be able to equip yourself with all the things you need when you get at the end of the road. Because you can go down that road and pay no attention to what life throws at you. And when you get to the end of the road at that 34-year-old point in your life and you look back and that road, 34-year-old long road that you've lived, I can look next to me at another 34-year-old and we've gone through the, the same road, but I just, at a certain point in my life, decided to pay more attention and to, to deal with things differently than the person next to, you, next to me. Like I said, at the end of that road, I'm a different person than he is because I've absorbed and seen different things. The longevity of that life doesn't really mean anything. That longevity of that road, like I said, if you take someone that was born on the exact same date as I was and you put them next to me right now, we're two different people. Why? Because we've been through different roads, different paths, and we've learned and seen different things. And mentally, mental maturity, we are definitely not on the same at the same point. So when you talk age, you're just talking about the physical age. And if you're going to talk about physical age, well, for the most part, my body feels like he's fi I'm 56 years old. I got, you know, I got knees that are hurting and muscle aches all over. My back is killing me like a motherfucker. But that's part of what I put my body through. I decided that I would sacrifice that to accomplish my goals. And for anybody that knows anything about pro wrestling, it's not easy. You might want to believe it's fake. The story we tell in the ring is fake and predetermined. But those bumps that you take and when you fall on your back three or four times in a match, well, in order to learn how to fall properly for that two, three, or four times in a match, you got to take like five, six, a thousand of those bumps in order to do them right. So when you're in the ring and you're taking 150 bumps in a night, in, in one night, in, 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 in a three-hour span, and you're doing flat back bumps where you're landing on your back with your arms spread out to absorb the shock, it doesn't hurt on impact, doesn't tickle, but the accumulation of that pat, pat, pat. My neck, my back is sore as fuck. It has been for the last six weeks. I love it. It means to me that I'm putting in the work. I'm getting a receipt on what I'm putting in. And that receipt is that soreness, that pain. I complain a little bit. My girlfriend hears about it a little bit. And sometimes some days are worse. I'll tweak my back a little bit more. I try to take care of myself. I take my vitamins and supplements and, and I try to eat well so that my body, I try to sleep. Sleep is a big thing. In order to, uh, that, so my body can fix itself. It can recuperate. But it's part of the life. It's part of the business I'm in. And it's part of the, the thing that I want to accomplish. It's part of my dream. It's part of the goal. And I, I know those things are part of them. And I'm able to deal with them. Because maturity, mature-wise, I'm at a point where I'm able to deal with those things. Anyway, I've rambled on for way too long about this. And like I said, I'm no motivational speaker. I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to put it in perspective. You know, I uh, I sit here and 
I've been I've been been had a, a job since uh, I don't know for the better part of the year now. So sometimes I get at home and it's easy for me to sit on the couch and relax when I know that there's so many things I want to accomplish. And, uh, you know, some days I just spend the most, the majority of the day watching TV because I'm tired or because of this, because of that. But man, there's some days I get my ass off that couch and I push myself to do certain things because I hate wasting time. And it's been my, my demon in the past few weeks because it's so easy to just sit on that couch and do absolutely nothing because I have nowheres to go. And, uh, but it's something I'm working on and hopefully I can shake those cobwebs out and, and start being more and more productive, especially with the fact that as I said, I spend four or five nights at the, at, at wrestling class and I'm, I'm bumped up and I'm bruised up and I'm sore as hell. So the next day when I'm, you know, because of the soreness, I, instead of getting seven or eight hours of sleep, I only got four or five because I woke up because of the soreness, the back pain and all that stuff. I'm tired the next day. It's easy for me to sit on that couch and I said, oh, I deserve a rest day. And then I realize it's Thursday and I've been resting since Monday and I've accomplished shit except going to the gym every night, which isn't enough for me. It might be enough for a lot of people, but for me, it's not enough. I have to figure out certain things in my life. But anyway, enough with me. Um, <clears throat> I uh, Like I said, there's a lot of... My brain never stops. It never stops. I'm like a lot of people. I'm in that generation now with the technology. I think it, it's made us all like being a, a short attention span. And I always constantly have to be moving and doing and working on something. And I've been so much so invested in professional wrestling in the last few weeks because of class, because of my goal, because of my dream. Been learning so much about the technical part of it, but especially about the psychological part of it, ring psychology and all that stuff, and, and the certain aspects of how it works. And, and I've been watching a lot of wrestling on TV, on YouTube, to try and learn those things, and. I'm trying to better myself to make my life easier when I do go to class, when I do go in the gym and I'm able to apply those certain things that I've studied when I'm at home. And uh, so one of the things that I uh, started talking about about my with my teacher and stuff like that is that uh, he knew I was doing a podcast and I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to start my own separate podcast. And uh, so I've uh, I've been working on doing that so in the next uh, few days if you are a, a, a listener a fan of the modern maverick podcast you'll probably see me uh advertise uh, my new project which is called pro wrestling central and it's a podcast about just professional wrestling so you'll never hear me talk about for the most part you'll never hear me talk about professional wrestling on an episode of the modern maverick podcast but if you are a professional wrestling fan, please check out Pro Wrestling Central. It will be available on SoundCloud and iTunes very shortly. I will have a Facebook page. I'm building a website right now. The whole shebang, just like the Modern Maverick podcast. And through the help and through the contacts that I made through my teacher and through my uh, my school, I'll be able to have some guests on and... Uh, have a lot of uh, nice episodes, nice interviews, some nice discussions about professional wrestler, pro professional wrestling. So if you're a professional wrestling fan, stay tuned for this next project of mine, uh, which I'm working on, and um, I'll keep definitely keep you posted. I'll finish off this podcast because uh, I gotta go get my uh, my kids soon at school and stuff like that. I uh, I watch myself some. Uh, some MMA this weekend. For the first time in a long time, I watched a pay-per-view. Because, you know, there was two title fights. It was probably one of the biggest fight cards of the year. And uh, the Vito, there was a fight that, a lot that you know, it's been on the burner for a while because of injuries. And it was finally happening, which was the, the Weidman versus Belfort fight. And I'm not going to talk about the whole card because UFC 187 in a, in a whole was pretty good. I'm just going to talk about a few fights and a few things that I seen. And I think at the end of the day, 
I'm starting to realize why I'm not as um, invested in, in mixed martial art, most importantly, most uh, specifically in the UFC. And I mean, it just doesn't do it for me anymore for some reason. I don't know if it's because I'm not training anymore and I'm not part of that world as much anymore. I'm more part of the professional wrestling world, which is a totally separate thing, totally different thing. Uh, but uh, the matches just, it doesn't get my, it, I don't get that tingling feeling like I used to. It doesn't matter when it was a big match, when it was a big main event. For most, most title fights, when I was watching them, I would get that excitement just before that, that those few seconds before they, you know, they say, let's get it on. And it just, the bell rings and you're round one. And it, I always used to get that sensation of, oh, this is going to be a good fight. It's a title fight. You know what I mean? There's expectations. And there was. I had expectations for the Belfort Whiteman fight. I had expectations for the Jones and Cormier. The, excuse me. Jones is not part of the picture anymore. I did have expectation for the Johnson and Cormier fight. I, I thought I would see it going one way. And for the most part, I was right. For the most part, it did go how I thought it would in, in both. But I always have that, that other voice in my head that goes, there's always two sides to every, every match for me. There's always two vision. It's the, the heart has a vision where I go, oh, I want that guy to win because I believe he deserves it more or I just, or either because I, I just can't stand the other guy. I think that guy's a piece of shit, so I, it doesn't matter who he's facing. I'm always going to root for the other guy. So when it came to, to Belfour and Weidman, I always had that aspect for Belfour. I was always like, I don't really give a fuck about this guy. He's done a lot for the sport. He's He's been an amazing uh, competitor in the ring and stuff, but I'm not really invested in this guy anymore, and I don't feel... Like I can get behind him as a champion or as a top guy. So I would always find myself cheering for the guy he was facing. Even though I might necessarily wasn't a fan. But at the end of the day, I would all I would always be excited to see him in the ring. Because I knew he would bring it. And I knew he would put forward an exciting fight. Same thing uh, applies to Weidman. For some reason, I can't deal with Weidman. Yes, he's talented. Yes, he's proved me wrong time after time and like he's proven a lot of people wrong he just comes out and does his thing but he's so like flat about it i just don't get how people can't beat him and it fucks with me but he's so big so strong so good at everything he does he's able to put everything together and be that mma fighter that just can't be beaten and he proved it again on saturday when he just demolished Vitor Belfort in one round. I mean, he did get caught briefly, and he did, but he weathered the storm like I knew he would, and that's what I expected. I expected Belfort to come out hard, strong in the first minute or so, put on, put it on Weidman, and I expected Weidman to take it and then dish it out, and that's exactly what happened. Wyman was able to take those shots, weather the storm, and then he got that easy takedown, which I su still surprises me how he easily he got that takedown. Uh, for me, Belfort, I mean, just a lapse of judgment how why he stayed close and why he didn't have his hips out, why he was so close. He got that double too easy, in my opinion. And then it was, it was business as usual for Wyman. Worked hard, got the mouth ground and pound until the referee had to step in mercifully step in to stop the fight Belfort was just being dominated and I couldn't see any ending any other way then Wyman getting his hand raised at the end of the day my heart wanted Belfort to win because I just couldn't I can't stand Wyman but my head my knowledgeable head and brain knew that Wyman was just too good and that's what we ended up seeing now, is there anybody in that division that could beat Wyman? Jesus Christ. Rockhold is looking solid as fuck right now, but Rockhold has lost to Belfour, and Belfour just got steamrolled. Now, I know 
Brockwell is not the same fighter as he is than when he fought Belfort, but it's not like he's a totally different fighter. He's not 10 folds better than he was. He was still a solid fighter then. He's still a solid fighter now. He's better. But let's face it, Jesus Christ, Wyman seems unstoppable, and I don't think he'll be dethroned anytime soon. I guess we'll have to wait and see who gets the next shot at uh, at Weidman. Uh, I think it's a damn sure thing. It should be, it should be, uh, um, Rockhold, but doesn't matter. And then you got uh, the Cormier and Johnson fight that was made after the John Jones fiasco of the hit and run and all that bullshit. And uh, yeah, it, Cormier is a beast. There's nothing else I could say about that guy. We all know he's a good wrestler. He couldn't establish that wrestling against John Jones because John Jones is just on another level. And nobody can beat Jones, in my opinion. It doesn't matter who you are. I mean, I think Jones can easily beat every light heavyweight in the world and probably could beat, maybe to the exceptions of exception of Cain Velasquez which I, it's 50-50 for me. I think he could probably beat every single heavyweight in the world. So when it came down to Johnson and Cormier, yes, Anthony Johnson's been on the tear lately and he hits like a motherfucker and he hits hard and if he lands that fucking, that hand, you're going out or you're going, you're going wobbly a la Gustafson and, uh, Perfect example. Gustafson ate that, and then and then it was game over from then on. It's just a matter of time before Anthony Johnson fi finished you off. He came in swinging, but Cormier, being Cormier, grinded him out and just tired him out. I, at a certain point, I thought Johnson wasn't gonna uh, wasn't gonna get off the stool in the second round or the third round. Whatever it finished, man, he looked beaten to shit. He just looked like deflated. Like there was nothing left in him. And uh, Cormier ended up getting the submission win and uh, big win for Cormier. But at the end of the day, he's champion by default, and he might as well enjoy his time as champion because when and if John Jones decides to come back. It's going to be game over for Don, DC Cormier. Jones is going to get in there. He's going to do what he did the first time. He's going to beat Cormier. He's going to take that belt back. And down the road, he's probably going to fuck up again. And, and, and shit's going to get weird. But at the end of the day, Cormier did what he had to do. He followed his game plan. He, he, he was DC Cormier. He was the wrestler. He was the aggressor. He was the, the guy that 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 tired him out and and just dragged him and dragged Anthony Johnson into deep waters and was able to to do what he does but at the end of the day DC has to realize that he's champion by default strictly by default and there's no way shape and form it doesn't matter how hard you train who you train with I don't believe you can beat John uh, John Jones you weren't able to beat him the first time and I don't think there's anything you could do this time around to beat him unless Jones just comes back and he's just coked out of his head or he's not his head's not in the right spot which which could happen but Jesus Christ I don't see it happening I think John Jones uh, goes through his legal process like he needs to be I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the the whole thing ends up being settled out of court I don't think you're going to see John Jones doing any sort of of of, of prison time I'd be extremely surprised if that was the case. And once he's done with all his legal trouble, I do expect John Jones to come back and, and just take back what's his, and that's the light heavyweight championship belt, and put it back around his waist and just be dominant as a motherfucker like he was. So props to DC for taking the belt for now, but bitch, you're, you're, you're champ by default. And all that trash talking you did after, that was a bit classless in my opinion. But hey, who am I to say anything? Uh, whatever he dealt with it after when he said, uh, get your shit together, I'm waiting for you. And then walked out of the ring, walked out of the octagon. I mean, that to me 
shows me what kind of person you are. You don't really give a fuck, but you gotta be, now you're the champion. You gotta have a little bit more class. You have to have a little bit more decorum when you're you're dealing with the the media and shit like that. And something happened apparently with Bader after. I don't really know what happened. I don't really know who initiated it. If it was Bader or Johnson, but it doesn't really matter. You're a champ now. You know, be an example for people out there. You know, GSP was a great champion in and outside the cage. And you got other examples of that kind of, uh, of, of those kind of, uh, of champions. And I think we do need a, a bit more of those champions out there. And to me, Cormier is just a, a substitute for Jones right now. He, he's not going to bring in the, the, the money like GSP used to and how Brock used to bring in the, the big money for, for Mr. White and, and, and the Frida brothers and for the UFC. But he is a good champion. He is, after Jones, probably the best light heavyweight in the UFC. Uh, but uh, it, it, you have to wait. You have to wait till Jones come back. And like I said, I think when he comes back, he just takes it back quite easily like he did the first time. So that was my assessment of USC 187. I don't really know what's next. The only thing I know that I'm really looking forward when it comes to MMA and UFC is... USC 189 and McGregor versus Aldo. It's really the only thing that I'm really looking forward to. Also, Rousey and uh, Beth Correra, Beth whatever you say her name, Beth Correra, that Brazilian uh, chick, um, which we all know doesn't really stand a chance, even though she's a, a good striker. But it's always exciting to see Rousey in the cage. It's always exciting to see her. So we'll have to wait and see. How things goes, how thing, how things go, goes, uh, in that match. But what uh, what I can say is that I I'm always down for a Rousey fight. I always enjoy watching her, uh, watching her fight. Doesn't matter who it is. Just hope that it lasts more than 14 seconds this time around. I want to see her in there for a few minutes at least. I want to see if she can take a punch. I could. I want to see if she can uh, get out of trouble. I want to see what she does when she's you know, she's she is put in trouble or putting some pressure on. And I, I hope that Correa is able to do that to her at least, even if it's only for a few seconds uh, around or a few minutes. But I want to see when she faced adversity in the octagon, how she deals with it and if she's able to uh, uh, just deal with it and, and come back. And like I said, my biggest thing, my biggest match right now is that, that Aldo McGregor fight. That's what I'm waiting for. That's the money maker for me. I'm a huge McGregor fan, and I love the kid. I love what he brings inside the octagon and outside the octagon. The guy's a shit talker, but he backs it up. He backs it up. He's entertaining. I like that part of it of MMA, and uh, you know, it brings a lot of uh, it. It it makes it fun for me to watch. I just like the dude. I liked him for the first time I watched him. I like how he moves in the ring. I like his style. I like how he does things. And for me, it's interesting. Like, is Aldo going to be able to deal with this? Or it, 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 on the other aspect, is is Aldo just a, a step, such a step higher than any other competition he's faced? For McGregor, that that is... That he's not he's gonna it's gonna be like a shell shot once he gets in there and then when he starts realizing that Aldo's just just better maybe that's what ha that's maybe that's what happens but yo man what happens if he goes in there and he just starts dominating Aldo and then everybody goes oh shit like there's not much I can say about this guy anymore you know but uh, I can't wait to see that I really can't anyway I was able to string together about sixty minutes for this podcast. To be honest, this is the second podcast I record today. Uh, I recorded um, an episode for Pro Wrestling Central that I mentioned earlier. I recorded my debut my debut episode. I'm not 100% sure it's going to be put out there. I just wanted to get a feel. So I, I recorded about an hour and 15 minutes, I believe, for that podcast, which was mostly a review of, of last night's uh, episode of WWE Raw and a bit of preview for the Elimination Chamber. But anyway... Thanks for everybody tuning in and uh, hope it didn't bore you too much with my uh, uh, wannabe motivational speaking today. 
But uh, I didn't really have anything together and I just went along for the ride today and started talking and uh, this is this is what you get. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hitting that download button. Don't forget to check out our website, www.modernmaverick.net. That's www.modernmaverick.net. Don't forget to follow yours truly on Twitter, at Steph Poulain. That's at S-T-E-P-H-P-A-U-L-I-N. Same thing on Instagram. Follow me. I post a lot of pictures. Uh, I just I just love that that app. I just love using Instagram. And Facebook.com forward slash The Modern Maverick. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see each other soon. Thank you. Cheers.